Hello and welcome back to episode 41 of the Lockdown Blues podcast, the Robert Bartuzzo episode, if you may. You know? You know, you know. Uh, I'm your host, Josh Iman. And I'm Thomas Welch. We got a fun one today. Uh, no gauntlet today. Joey's off doing his own thing. But we got some mailbag questions and we got some a lot, a lot of news, some fun news to cover from around the NHL. So we'll get into that today. But before we do, got to give a quick shout out to everyone's favorite pizza place, Monocle's Pizza. If you've listened to this podcast, you've heard us rant and rave about Monocle's for weeks now. We love them. They've got the famous crispy thin crust pizza. They've got the pan pizza. They've got the point pizza, a one-of-a-kind triangle pizza. Every pizza can come with a mozzarella or provel blend of cheese, your choice. They've got pepperonis, which are delicious fresh-baked fresh rolls filled with pepperoni, puree, and four different cheeses. They've got a St. Louis staple, toasted ravs. The family pleaser, a combination of pizza, salad, and soft drinks. So bring your whole fam. You can dine in, carry out, get it delivered, whatever you want. They've been in business since 1959, so they know what they're doing. Their O'Fallon location has a brewery, including their house, Amber beer and they've got lots of community involvement fundraisers reading programs which is awesome you know love to see uh, places given back you can order online through their app or website and also on Grubhub. And if you do order, you can get $5 off a large specialty pizza when you mentioned locked on or use the online code locked on. Lovely stuff, Tommy. I'm hungry. Just thinking. Beautiful stuff. Dude, pizza sounds so good right now, mm. especially mine. My mm. God. You know, speaking of things that sound good, let's dive into these mailbag questions. We got some good ones today. Okay. We got some fun ones. We got some fun ones. Uh, here's one from uh, from last week. Didn't didn't get around to it. Um, Blues versus Battlehawks. Who wins in a beer Olympics? That's from the Slick Minick on Instagram. Eric Minicky, That's my dude. Eric Minicky. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out. Um, Tommy, who do you got? Beer Olympics. Yeah. Uh, First okay, of all, so I'm let's, assuming, let's I'm assuming the you know the concept of a beer Olympics, right? I'm assuming you you've you've been to a, a frat party here and there. I have, I have. Yeah, you've been to a beer Olympics. Well, um, a fun mean, fun okay. story. I met my current roommate, the kid the kid who lives with me, lives in my room. I met him at a beer Olympics. Fun oh, fact. That's a fun story. Yeah, we were Team Mexico. <laughs> I don't. I don't. Rem- I don't okay. remember it. I don't remember if Is we he won. Mexican? Uh, no. He's oh. from he's from New Jersey, and I'm not Mexican either. But we were Team Mexico. I don't remember if we if we won or not, which probably means we did pretty well. Yeah. Um. But anyways, I digress. Beer Olympics. Who takes the crown? Blues or, Bla- so or Battlehawks? I, I think for me, you have to weigh the options here, right? So like, the Battlehawks are like up and coming. Battlehawks are essentially like Robert Thomas, right? They just entered the league. They just entered the game. They're coming in hot. I mean, the wheels are about to fall off from all the friction they got. I mean, we talked to Bruno Reagan the other day. They essentially started the Seltzer celebrations after the game, and then Mexivel just kind of ran with it. Um, the Blues are kind of those grizzled veterans that have been around the way, but they also have, I mean, got Vince Dunn and Sammy Blay, who essentially go to wheelhouse every chance they can get. Um, so that's solid on their part. You got, Obviously, you got their championship Z- team. Zach Sanford with the most famous boot and rally of all time. Exactly. Vomiting um, on himself in the in the parade convertible and then immediately hi- getting hype with fans seconds later. That's, that's what I'm saying. Say. So I think I think in my personal opinion, you gotta give the upper hand to the blues right now. Um, but if and when the Battlehawks win the championship of the XFL and we see their celebration for that, I mean they've got big shoes to fill because the blues did it pretty well. So we'll see what happens. 
Yeah, I'm with you there. I think I need to hear some more specifics. Like, do the Battlehawks get their entire roster compared to the Blues' entire roster? Because then that would be that would be a little unfair. Is it like five guys a team? What do you do? And like, if you're picking like five guys, I'd say you go with like you said, Sammy Blay, uh, the the young guys that like to go to Wheelhouse, and then you got to go with Zach Sanford for the boot and rally, and then maybe you, like you got to take. Ryan O'Reilly for yeah, sure. Yeah, Ryan O'Reilly seemed like he was having a good time. Uh, it's a shame Pat Maroon can't make the team. Oh my god! Um, yeah, <laughs> he'd yeah. be the he'd be the anchor for sure. <laughs> uh, but the Blues would definitely would definitely dominate in a beer Olympics. I think the the Blues would have a, a the upper hand there for sure. Uh, over the Battle Hawks, but like you said, the Battle Hawks are new to the game. They've had their they've they've put up on an impressive show. We've seen their post game celebra- celebrations, shotgunning uh, seltzers. So it would be a fun one to watch. But I think the the experience prevails. I think the Blues take that one. Yeah, I would agree for sure. Mm-hmm. Moving on to a moving on to a bit more of a serious question. We got Jack Strand six. Shout out to Jack. He's our boy. He asked us realistically, how far do you think this team goes in the playoffs? <laughs> That's a tough I mean, one. I feel like it's fair to are going be, back to back. But, yeah, that's what I'm saying. But I realistically, they have a chance to. I mean, realistically, every chance has a. I mean, every team has a chance to win the Stanley Cup, right? Um, but also, realistically, the Blues have been the top of their division, at uh, the top of their conference for the majority of the season. Have been with a bunch of injuries. Obviously, getting Tarasenko back, so that's going to give them a boost. I mean, I don't think. It's us being a homer to say they're one of the favorites to win the Stanley Cup, you know? Absolutely. You yeah. know? <laughs> um, you know? You know? It's the Bobby Bortz episode. You got to throw lots of those in. Yeah. Uh, no, I mean, I think it definitely depends on who, who we run into, who's hot at the right time. Uh, running into a team like Dallas or Colorado scares me. I think those series could definitely go either way. Uh, with the Dallas's goaltending and Colorado's offense, who knows? And then teams out, teams out east, Washington, Pittsburgh, Boston. I think those are all teams that could give the Blues a really hard time. But realistically, they have a definite shot of winning the cup again. And honestly, unfortunately, with the nature of hockey, realistically, they have just a, just as likely of a chance to get knocked out in the first round. Um, that's just telling it like it is. It, it's hockey. You really never know. I think it depends on these next few weeks if they continue their hot streak and and who, depending on who they what team they run into. If that team is hot, if that team's got hot goaltending, it it's you got to get lucky to win a cup. But you also gotta you also gotta get hot at the right time. And I have faith that the Blues are going to continue this dominance. They have no reason not to stick to this game for the rest of the season. They're getting guys back from injury. They're finally getting back up to full speed. So, I, I mean, realistically, if I had to place a bet, I would. I would not be surprised to see them back in the Stanley Cup final, but I think it really depends on these next few weeks. They're gonna, it's some really important hockey games coming up. It's going to determine their their playoff seeding. So it's it's important it's important to watch this team down the down the stretch, and we'll get a better idea of of what's to come come playoff time. But I'm excited. Yeah, for sure. If they stick to their game to their game plan, I think. Uh, I mean, we've talked about it numerous times, but it really is the perfect recipe for playoff-style hockey. Um, and actually, Bill Burr just talked about it on his podcast yesterday, uh, the, Monday, the Monday morning podcast. It's like if you go five, six, seven games with the Blues, like they're just going to wear you down. And even if you're more talented than they are, they're going to bring you down to their level because they're such like heavy hitters and grinders. And Absolutely. Uh, like their conditioning is just above and beyond anything. Yeah, I don't think there's a really lot of teams experience. that could, I don't think there's a lot of teams in the NHL that can hang with the hang with the blues for seven games um but yeah. 
you know, you say that now and then who knows, come playoff time, some 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 team steps up, some team uh makes you, know, you look like the Tampa exactly, Bay Lightning. Exactly. So <laughs> you, you can't it's important to, to not have too too big of a head about it. You know, even though we won the cup, uh, it's important to acknowledge how tough hockey is and can't just say, Oh yeah, we're gonna go in there and kick the ass of any team that we match up against. It's definitely a challenge and it's definitely gonna be a grind regardless of who they face. Um, realistically they absolutely have a shot to win the cup again. It, it, it's hard to predict these things. It depends on the matchups. It depends on a lot of factors. But, I mean, realistically, how far do you think this team goes in the playoffs? To give uh, to give a, a definitive answer, I think that, I think we see this team in the Stanley Cup final again. That's my, that's my unbiased hockey analysis answer. I don't think there's a team in the West that can hang with St. Louis. As far as the East... That's always a, that's always a, that's always a tough one. Can't predict those games. Haven't seen those teams enough. So, but I think this yep. team makes it back to the Cup final without. I would agree. Just in terms of uh, uh, mentally and physically, I don't think I think you hit the nail on the head. There's not a lot of teams that can really hang. So, yep. Um, yep. injuries injuries prevailing, and um, this te- if this team stays healthy and we don't lose anybody major. Um, in the playoffs, I think we should be all right. Absolutely. I'm with you there. We got one more Instagram question, so we'll get to that when we return, and then we'll move on to some Twitter questions. All right, so our last Instagram question comes from Sarah Witten at Sarah Jane on Instagram. She's going to her first Blues game on the 14th. She wants to know what is the best and worst part of games. I mean, I've only been to one Blues game in St. Louis in my life. I'm from Massachusetts, unfortunately, so I, I can't make it out to a lot of those games. But, hey, maybe I'll make it to some AHL games now. We'll get into that later. Um, yeah, there you go. Yeah. Um, Sarah, first of all, yeah. I would – I would just like to say congratulations um, because it's going to be it's going to be definitely an experience for you that you won't forget. Everybody's first Blues game, I think, kind of resonates with them. Um, yep. But really, I would look out for honestly the in-game entertainment. I think Carly is hilarious, and I know a lot of people miss Angela, um, who was the the kind of the host of the game um, beforehand. Um, and I miss her too. She did a fantastic job as well. But Carly's, I think she's so funny and she does a really good job of um, keeping the crowd entertained. Also, um, the in-game music has come a long way since just playing uh, Seven Nation Army like 20 times a game. Um, so they got like Metallica. Enter, I think uh, the boys always skate out to Enter Sandman or something like that. So that's really cool. Um, but yeah, and also like, I mean, the Jumbotron, Ava is like just nuts. The graphics they throw up there is incredible. Um, most of the time, uh, the games that they play, like in the middle of the games, are a lot of fun. And the the peewee hockey game between <laughs> between periods, honestly, is sometimes better than the game, depending on how it's going. So I would definitely check out all of those things and uh, have a great time. Definitely bring home a winner with the boys. Yeah, I mean, and to give you a sort of a different perspective, uh, I've only been to one Blues game, but I remember it extremely vividly. It was my first Blues game, and you know, I was—I've been waiting for this for years. It was a birthday surprise, so I had no idea it was coming. And I was, you know, and also I found out, waited a couple months, flew to St. Louis just for a weekend. So it was—it was really hectic. You know, we walked around, saw the city. It was gorgeous. Uh, the the area that the arena in is is so nice. Um, and then the the biggest thing for me was the first, the, really the first thing that I got was aware of right away is is how is just the atmosphere of, of watching a game there you you can tell on tv that st louis fans are, are extremely 
passionate and that the environment and that the, that the arena is great. You could just tell just by watching it on TV. Um, and it's one of those things you pick up on about blues hockey, but it, it's indescribable just being there, being a part of that environment, uh, you know, having those fans screaming, cheering along with you. And they were some of the nicest people I've ever met. Uh, I told them I was, you know, they, they, People walk up to me, talk to me, and be like, "Hey, you know, whatever." We're waiting for warm ups, and I'd be like, "Yeah, I'm visiting from Massachusetts. This is my first Blues game." And they were people were so nice, like showing me around, pointing stuff out to me. It was it was honestly a a very different experience from going watching games at the Garden in Boston, where it's it's everybody's 100 percent focused on the game from from puck drop to final buzzer. You know, if you're wearing some opposing uniform, like you'll get you'll get chirped, you'll get heckled, and you know, no one's really malicious, but it's it's a lot more of a hard hardcore sports environment versus uh, when I went to a game in St. Louis, it felt a lot, a lot friendlier in that sense. Like people were willing to just like talk to anyone in their, in their surrounding area, but at the same time, extremely passionate about their team. And it was, it was an unforgettable experience for me. I can't think of a single negative. I know you asked for some of the worst parts of the game, but I couldn't think of a single negative from the experience other than maybe it ended too soon or it was over too quick. It flew by. I had so much fun. Uh, it's, it's a great, it's a great stadium. And I went before, the renovations too so uh, all this new stuff that Tommy's preaching about is going to be even better for you I'm excited I'm beyond jealous that you get to experience your first Blues game uh, and I can't wait to be back yeah I think just one of the I mean one of the things that kind of irks people is like people who don't wait for a whistle or like stand or like shimmy their way through when the puck's like going on and like people are trying to watch the game but that's kind of like at every stadium that's everywhere um so that's problematic um the exit sequence (laughs) after the game is a little bit difficult at enterprise but i mean that's that's also every stadium as well so um, i do remember that kind of is what it is but i would also be remiss in my response if i didn't say that my absolute favorite thing that happens at blues games and i'm sure i'll catch a lot of flack for this because it's a very touchy subject but singing country roads with an entire stadium full of twenty-five thousand rambunctious blues fans at the top of your lungs while the blues are winning and time is dwindling down you're telling them to take me home with a smile on your face dude i I, there's 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 not a lot of things in sports that makes you feel that way and more immersed in a community that that's as cool and as as much fun as i've had in my blues fandom i think um i think that's got to be near the top of just the energy and the passion and everything you feel in that moment it's just so cool to be a part of it so yeah nothing like nothing like seeing with a bunch of blues fans about your shared love of west virginia Listen, man. It's more about it's no, more about. I'm kidding. Country, I'm all hard-fisted, uh, rural America, born up. I'm a, uh, I'm a sucker for I'm a sucker for crowd singing things. It just gives me the goosebumps, no matter what it is. So I'm that's not, why I'm that's kidding. how exciting for the MLS, bro. Is because all of those chants and songs and stuff, like specifically about players, like, like that's a whole different crowd atmosphere than the MLB, than the NBA, than the NFL. It's it's just its own its own beast, and I I can't wait for that as well. So absolutely, absolutely. Moving on, we got a good question from Twitter. This one's a this one's a thinker. Um, uh, Jeff Blanner DM'd us at my my All American too. He said, "Which player on any team are you most excited to see the NHL highlight in the playoffs with the new technology to measure player speed, puck speed, etc." So if you guys don't know, uh, Fox and the NHL they're implementing some new. Uh, 
technology in the playoffs. Like uh, said in the DM, they're going to be tracking things such as uh, skating speed, puck speed, as well as some other stuff that we don't really know specifics on yet. But it's it's new. It's exciting. Hopefully, it might. It was a little annoying during the All Star game and stuff like that. But I'm excited to see some stats. What are you What are you looking forward to as far as that goes? Because I, I hadn't thought about that in a while. But it, he makes a good point. It's gonna It's gonna introduce some fun fun things to track. Yeah, I just hope uh, for the sake of the players that, it, that like the difference in the puck um, doesn't affect like how it bounces or how it handles on their stick or anything like that. Because um, I feel like a lot of people are worried about that. But I feel like the easy answer is Connor McDavid and just like seeing like these actual numbers that go with just watching him like be a blur on the screen. Um, so that's going to be cool. Um, I don't know if they do the same thing as they did when they implemented this in soccer. Um, but a lot of times in soccer, they would have like the distance a player traveled throughout a match. And I think that would be really cool if they could track that on Robert Thomas, because it just seems like he's everywhere on the ice there you go. Um, in terms of back checking, in terms of in the offensive zone, in terms of in the neutral zone. Um, so I feel like that would be a, fun, a lot of fun to see as yeah. well. I like to see a couple of things. I like to see uh, an in-game Colton Pareko slap shot speed. For sure, without a doubt, that's like in that's the number, moment. That's yeah, no, that's number one on my list. I'm not talking like a, a slap shot competition. You get to run up and take a slap shot at open net. No, I'm talking about like maybe a one t from the point or just something where one of the one of those classic Perego slap shots where you go, oh man, like if there's somebody in front of that, they're they're dying. They're yeah, you know, he he has the ability to, to to blister some pucks on net, and we've always talked about it for years and years. You know, he he put up some big numbers. A couple of years ago in the uh when we had the winter classic so i'm looking forward to seeing that um hopefully he can hit the net on a couple of those shots and we'll get some we'll get some stats on that but uh, as well as like i'd love to see his skating speed uh how long it takes for him to get to get from one end of the ice to the other with his spectacular speed and his monstrous strides but his other also guys like jordan Cairo, a uh, little little mm. uh lightning bug out there Robert Thomas as well definitely covers a lot of ground. There's a lot of stuff that that's gonna that opens up the door to give you some really exciting stats, um, if if implemented correctly. Skating speed, shot speed, but also just the the little things that they could track too. It, it really opens up a door for a lot of opportunity, and I think it's a if if executed correctly, it's a, it's going to be huge for the NHL moving forward in terms of tracking stats. But in terms of uh, like a watching experience at home, if they make it, you know, if they can create this uh, this new feature in such a way that's not um, obnoxious and doesn't really impose on your viewing experience and instead adds to it, this could be huge. It could be such a fun addition, uh, but also incredibly interesting and, and include an entirely new layer uh, in how we watch hockey. Yeah, I mean, you just look at the MLB. It's a, I feel like it's a pretty prime example. I mean, obviously, um, they could they could potentially go to like in deep with it and like just confuse everybody and be like, okay, this is like a math class now. Um, but if you look at like the probability catch rate, I think of like center fielders or like when Harrison Bader makes a diving catch and it's like a five-star catch or something, they could easily, impl- I feel like they could easily implement that into like, uh, like saves for goalies and like, well, this shot is scored 95% of the time from this location, but Jordan Bennington just saved it because he's a madman. Like, dude, that would get me so hyped watching those numbers. Like, right, like, a, 
like uh well there's also i know that there are stats that they can track like uh expect like an expected goal percentage from a shirt a certain shot like right yeah you know, yeah so like being able to implement that in real time somehow and like you know if, if, dur- if, if during like a uh, a, a live action replay of a Jordan Bennington save, like you said, you know, having like Darren Pangle, like, oh, wow, and this shot had a 87% chance of scoring, but Bennington, you know, defied the odds. That would be yeah. so, that would be so, so sweet, cool. Dude. I don't know about you guys at home, but I'm a, I'm a stat nerd. You see my tweets, you see all those, all those numbers I tweet out. I'll tell you, if they start implementing that stuff, I'm going to be obnoxious on Twitter. That's going to give me so <laughs> many more stats to tweet out. I'm excited. I'm excited. All right. And I think that's it for questions today. So when we get back, we're going to cover some uh, housekeeping around the NHL, some some blues news and stuff. So stay tuned and we'll we'll be we'll jump right into that when we get back. All right, Tommy. So some big news broke this morning. Uh, the Blues for the third time in however many years have another AHL affiliate. But this time they're they're moving they're moving closer to me. They're, yeah. they're they're going to Springfield, Massachusetts, which actually isn't that close to me. It's in the middle of nowhere, Massachusetts, uh, <laughs> right near the Basketball Hall of Fame, which is cool. Um, but so they're moving to Springfield, Massachusetts, the Springfield Thunderbirds, which is a spectacular <laughs> name. God, oh man, you so got the Thunderbirds, the Battlehawks. Like I mean, get, too too aggressive. Get some cool shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Too aggressive sounding names joining the joining the St. Louis sports. And league. the MLS uh, team name is going to be announced. I think this month they said, or in a couple weeks. Yes, yeah, so we so. have a new AHL affiliate in Springfield, Mass, which is good. You know, you want to be able to you want to be able to have that sort of thing locked down. I know last year it was a little weird, a little wonky with the sharing a affiliate with the Knights. We had to like share players back and forth. Jordan Bennington was playing in Providence at one point because of it so it's definitely nice to for the growth of your young guys to have a solid age affiliate you know it goes without saying and the blues are really the only team that have dealt with this the last few years they've dealt with it twice now but it's exciting um they've got a dope name there i can i can actually drive out and catch some games now which is really exciting see um, the boys yeah see the boys yeah next year maybe catch catch a little a little Clem Costin action if he if he sticks down there but catch a little a little Tyler Tucker action they just signed him there you go so, yeah yeah I'm excited I really am I'll definitely make the trek out to see those games for sure for sure yeah but I think I think the main problem that has been a problem with this is I actually just watched the um, well, yeah, actually, it's that the increased def- the the increased distance now, yeah, because yeah. Yeah. obviously San Antonio is a little bit closer well, than Massachusetts. And that's like that's like not to not to you know interrupt you too much, but that's the thing is is it really just comes down to like every once in a while you're gonna have to make those last minute call ups, and we've seen it happen in the past where like players have legitimately been unsure of whether or not they'll make it to games in time just because of the yeah. distance, and it's a very minor thing, but it's a lot more convenient to say to your guy, hey man, you're playing in the big leagues today, get on a bus for two hours, versus hey, you're playing in the big leagues today, maybe get on a plane if you're lucky, but most likely take a eight 10 hour bus ride to st louis to join the team it, it sucks for those guys and it, it's tough the added distance it's it's not ideal but n- neither is jumping around between locations and sharing the ahl team with another organization so at the end of the day it's, it's a minor it's a minor detail um and it, they'll they'll figure it out you know it's they're an nhl franchise there i'm not right. too worried about it right and that's what i was going to kind of touch on was i just watched the uh 
I just got around to watching the Spit and Chicklets episode with Jordan Bennington today, and he was actually talking about that, um, how like kind of chaotic it was with them not having an AHL affiliate and like uh, potentially getting sent down to the Cheddar is what he said. So like I, you definitely don't want don't want a scenario like that again because it felt like uh, Bennington felt like he was kind of like rubbed the wrong way in terms of how all of that was handled. Um, and you definitely don't want to make those kind of guys mad, especially that are have the ability to change your team um, for however many years or essentially the future of your team. So Right, yeah, because at that point, the Blues are sh- have, are sharing ice time with another another NHL team in terms of their young AHL guys, uh, and especially with goalies. You got, you know, last year it was it was Huso, Bennington were the two guys for the Blues, but then you introduce a bunch of Vegas Golden Knights players, and they're like, hey, what the hell? This was my ice time to compete for. Who are these guys yeah. that I have to battle with? And Bennington almost got sent down to the ECHL as a result and said no, and they and he ended up in Providence with the Providence Bruins for a while before making his way up to the big leagues and winning a damn Stanley Cup. So it's 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 a little weird, the the, the disparity of, of the way things work down in the AHL, kind of how you can be playing for just some random team and potentially getting sent, sent down to the ECHL, which is hockey purgatory, and then the next day you're you're up playing in the big leagues and winning a Stanley Cup. So it, it's a grind for those guys. Um I bet it's a relief to lock the lock the team in for five years, not have to worry about that again because it's they were the they were with the uh, Chicago Wolves and then the Chicago Wolves went to Vegas and then they had the San Antonio Rampage and then the San Antonio Rampage also went to Vegas and now we're going to the Springfield Thunderbirds. So it's it's a lot of moving around for the for the franchise, uh, but I think that they finally settled in with a five year contract and it should be good to not have to hear about that anytime soon. Yeah, thank God. Yeah, thank God. Put that to bed. Mhm. Mhm. That's that's about it for the blues news. You got any any last notes to to add Tommy before we wrap things up? Um today actually the Battlehawks tickets went on for the Upper Bowl. So Yeah, they're opening um, up even I think, more spots. Yeah, I I got two tickets. Um I think they sold out the first couple of sections so they just opened up eight more sections. Um and after they sell those ones out they're going to open up more and just keep expanding until they get the whole top bowl open. So if you guys haven't got them yet, Definitely go grab them. Um, if they're like $40, $50, I would wait until they open up more sections um, and try and try and snipe them before the, before the idiots who just want to resell them get them. But, yeah, definitely, definitely, especially a game against L.A., you want to you wanna show out and give them, the old, give them the old middle finger. So Absolutely. And that Absolutely. tailgate is going to be nuts with, like, twice as many people there. Bro, I'm so stoked. I cannot wait. All right. Yeah, I'm I be agree. Trapped. So I if, agree. If you see me slumped on the on the side of the road, um, please help me. <laughs> help me make it back to uh, to where I need to be. Yeah. If uh, if found, return yeah, to return to Lockdown Blues headquarters. Yeah. yeah, there you go. Uh, get them back safe and sound. All right. So one last segment before we wrap things up, Tommy. We got two games uh, this weekend. Friday night, Blues Devils in New Jersey. And then you got a good Sunday night game in Chicago, Blues Blackhawks. Who is your locked on player of the weekend, Tommy? Ooh, do I want to, I'll, I'll take an easy one and go Braden Shen. He's been hot. Uh, he's tied for the lead or tied for the lead on the team in goals now. I think he's going to stay hot. He scored five and, in uh, five straight. Yeah, he, it seems like he's got something nice going with Ryan O'Reilly. So hmm. uh, I think that that little duo going there is going to it's going to take these next couple of games by storm. So. 
Okay, okay. Hmm. Braden Shen taking the next couple games. I mean, I, I you could say you could say Shen easily. He's got goals in five straight. Um, I went with Jaden Schwartz for my last locked on player of the week, and I was I, I'd say I went it went pretty well. He's got five assists in his last five games. So yeah, that's respectable. He could be an easy choice, but I'm not going to go with him again. I'm going to go with the guy we mentioned earlier, Robert Thomas. I think I like he's it. just been he's just been sniffing sniffing that next step for a while now. He's been he's been showing out. He's been putting up the putting up the performances that that we'd like to see from him. And the number the stats aren't aren't exactly there the way we want. He's not getting those bounces. He's not getting those goals. He's not getting those assists as much as he'd want. But he's oh he's ready night in night out. He's looking. He's like doing everything but right. He's looking like one of the best players on the team. A lot of times he's like looking like the best player on the ice. And so he's my pick for locked on player of the player of the weekend. And before before we wrap things up, I got a little gripe. Uh, so I don't know if you you play the EA NHL sports games, do you, Tommy? Yeah, I do. So they have this thing where like on Instagram, they it's an inside joke. Whenever there's a blues related post, they'll comment Robert Thomas is elite. elite. Yeah, right. Which I love. I, I I agree. He is elite. But my question is, EA, if you're going to say that all over Instagram, your game is nearly a year old, and he's still top six potential. What the hell? What is this? You claim he's elite. You've been doing it all year on your social media. You've been calling him elite, but yet you can't go in and, and make that accurate in game. Now, whenever I want to start a franchise mode with the Blues, I have to go in and manually change the potential to what it needs to be. Okay. <laughs> Get on that yeah. if if you're listening. Yeah. If you're listening, put some respect on his name. Yeah, yeah. All the EA devs who are listening to this podcast right now, you better, you better <laughs> go in there or, or else. Yeah, or, or else. else, or else. Don't make me do it. I don't, don't want to do don't it. Don't make me do it. <laughs> what what is it you ask? Just don't make me do it. I don't care no. that you broke your elbow. <laughs> <laughs> I'll say it. I'll say it. I'll say it. <laughs> I don't care. Oh no, but seriously, I, I I give him the respect that he deserves. EA, come on, yeah, come on. You're all talk on social media. You just want the likes. That's all you care about. No, but I digress. I'm gonna. I love the EA Sports games. Don't sue me, please. Um, anyways, I think that's all we got today, Tommy. It could be better. It could be could be better, but you know, don't sue me. I got um, some work to do. Yeah. Uh, uh, so that's a topic for another day. That's a topic. Yeah, I was just about to say we won't we won't touch on that one. Yeah, that's that's a topic for another day. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot we could get into there. Um, but I digress. We're gonna keep it on a positive note. We're heading into the weekend. It's it's gonna be lovely. Lots of sports on. Uh, lots great of great weather. Yeah, great yeah, weather. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Get outside. Watch. What? Go to a tailgate, maybe for the Battle Hawks. Ooh. Run, listen to this podcast while you're running. Mm-hmm. Listen to this podcast while you're running. Absolutely. Try to do that. Maybe. I don't know. I don't like running, but maybe maybe my voice can soothe you through your your uh, boring run. Probably not. Yeah, but whatever whatever it is. Are you kidding me, Josh? Oh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Wait Buy till, me a drink wait, first, buddy. Wait, wait till the recording stops, Tommy. <laughs> we'll, keep, we'll keep that stuff off air. <laughs> oh man, it's a fun one. It's a fun Friday. We're we're tired out from a long week, if you can't tell. Yeah, um, yeah but have a have a lovely weekend, uh, all you listeners at home, and Tommy, you too. You have a lovely weekend. Hey, as well. I, I appreciate that. Watch some hockey. Watch some Battle Hawks. Enjoy the weather, and tune into the Lockdown Blues podcast again on Monday. Take you through next week. But that's all we got for now. Thank you guys so much for listening. And as always, let's go Blues.